0: Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the fk we want.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. You made it. Those are the three words that we all hope to hear someday. We work hard, we sacrifice, we take hits, all for the hope of achieving our life's goal. But what's the formula for achieving your dream? Is it just hard work? Is it luck? Is it a combination of both? The Roman philosopher Lucius Annius Seneca once said, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. My guest today is celebrity barber Vince Garcia, aka Vince the Barber. He's the founder and CEO of Grey Matter LA Barbershop. He's the creator of Barber Lifestyle brand by appointment only. And he's cut up some of the biggest names in sports, music, and films, such as LeBron James, Ludacris, Tyrese, and Drake, just to name a few. I've known Vince now for a little over 10 years, and I met him at the very beginning of his LA journey. He was fresh out of Toronto just a few weeks in and uh, gave me a haircut. And uh, just listening to what his plans were. And very simply, he just wanted the opportunity to open up his own barbershop. Little did I know at that time what his vision for that actually was. And this was before the premier barbershop experience was really even a thing. And within a few years, he was able to achieve that goal. And with his first shop, Capsule, to now Gray Matter, what Vince really wanted to create was something more than just a haircut. He wanted to create an environment. He wanted to create a space that as soon as you walked in from what you see, to what you hear, to what you smell, to literally the entire experience from the moment that you step into the moment that you get up out of that chair to leave. He wanted that to be an experience. And so he studied, he, he put in his work to by seeing what was out there to the experience that he valued and the experience that he wanted to create for, for the people that stepped into his space. And he quickly made a name for himself with two very established barbershops to traveling all around the world, cutting up some of the biggest names in entertainment, as well as teaching classes and seminars and speaking and essentially uh, inspiring the future generation of, of young barbers. What I really appreciated about hearing how Vince breaks down his hustle, obviously you have to be a master at your craft and you have to be able to deliver a product or perform well. And though that's important, um, almost just as important though, is looking at yourself as a brand and a business, knowing how to engage with your clients, knowing what type of environment to create for them, for their own experience. And he emphasizes how that's just as important as having a good product. And I think for any young entrepreneur, anyone out there that is trying to figure out how to achieve your dream? It's gonna take work, and it does take you mastering a craft. But at the same time, looking for the opportunities, being putting yourself out there, being uncomfortable, switching up your your rhythms that aren't working out, and finding ways to um, change up the routine so that you can find uh, find your stride. What I really enjoyed in this conversation is how Vince is now evolving, and what what his next steps are as a business owner, what his focuses are now as being a father, and um, ultimately just how to, to figure things out and how to and stay healthy and thrive even in a difficult time like this. Um, I think there's a lot in the mentality that he has that has not only gotten him to where he's at in his career, but also where he wants to take his legacy. Great episode ahead for you guys. We got a fire lightning round at the end. I think that's about it. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. And my very, very special guest, the homie, my good friend that I haven't seen in a minute. Uh, we got Vince the barber in the house. That's good. Uh, you guys don't know Vince. He is the barber to the stars. He is an entrepreneur. He's the co-owner and founder of Gray Matter LA and by appointment only. You may recognize him from The Shop on HBO. And if you don't know his face, you've definitely seen his fades. <laughs> Pretty much cut up. I mean, from athletes, uh, NBA, NFL, rappers, actors, you name it. You've seen, you've seen his work. And uh, he's
0: your barber's favorite barber. Vince, welcome <laughs> to the pod. Welcome, welcome, bro. Finally, man. I know this this has been in the works for a minute, so I'm glad, you know, we finally got to make this happen, especially even during this time. Absolutely,
1: man. Uh, yeah, I've been wanting to connect with you. So um, before we get into all the now stuff, because obviously, yeah, now is crazy, and as we were just talking, even catching up before we started rolling, um, there's a lot that's going on in the world, obviously, um, and you know, somebody like yourself who is an entrepreneur and, and, uh, a business owner, I'm sure there's so many things that you're, uh, learning how to pivot in. Um, so mm-hmm. I definitely want to get to all that, but, uh, in the spirit of the show, movement in the shadows, this is like your, the deep dive story. So could you kind of just walk us through a snapshot of just like the origin story, like where you grew up, where you're from and all that. And then, you know, the story of how you're here now.
0: No, for sure. Um, I mean, I'll try to sum it up as quickly as I can. But um, born and raised in Toronto, Canada. Um, I've been cutting hair for about well, going on eighteen years now. Uh, moved out to L.A. about ten years ago, man. I've been here ten years now, uh, which means I've known you guys, known you for about ten yeah. years. Yeah. Um, but now I pretty much got into the trade of barbering just from like I, I was a very artistic person growing up. I uh, loved art. I love drawing, sketching and stuff like that. So about like the seventh, eighth grade, I, I, um, I picked up a pair of clippers and, you know, my homies were like, yo, can you do the the Nike logo on my head or, you know, the (laughs) the Nas part, or, you know, just something like super classic. I was like, yeah, I could do that. So then literally I just started doing lineups and designs on all my homies. That's, that's all I was doing. And then, um, you know, homies were like, yo, why don't you try to learn how to fade? I was like, I don't know, man. So, our, our childhood barber that me and all my boys used to get cut by weekly. Um, you know, one day we all went in and I was like, yo, his name's Kevin. I'm like, yo, Kevin, I want to learn how to cut. And he's like, word. I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right. So, then he taught me the basics. After that, I just started practicing on all my boys and, you know, my cousin and shit. And that was it, man. It was just, it, I, I came into high school and that's how I was making extra money on the side. We're just cutting cutting the cafeteria, cutting before ball games, <laughs> um, Even like the homies on others, like, uh, that went to other schools that used to come to art school, I used to cut their hair before the games and shit. So it was just like a hustle at the time. And um, moving forward, I went to, I applied to college for uh, mechanical engineering um, design. So I love doing like blueprints and like using AutoCAD and all that stuff. Um, and so I did like one year of that. It was like a four-year course. And still within that time, uh, going to college, I was still cutting hair. And then it came to the point where I was like, yo, I can't, I don't see myself waking up every day doing, doing this, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, coming from an Asian family, like Filipino parents are super strict on what yeah. they want their kids to do. You know, so it's like, they want to be, you know, they want you to be an engineer a doctor, a lawyer or something like that. So I told them straight up, like, well, first I hid it for them for about six, for about six months. Um, and then I just told him straight up, like, yo, I dropped out of college. Um, you know, I want to become a barber and they're like a barber, like, how are you going to make money if you have a family, if you have kids, like, how are you going to support them? I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one, one thing I lived by was like, I'd rather make, um, you know, at that time, I didn't know how much money I could really make as a barber, but I told myself I'd rather make less money, be happy than make so much more money, be miserable. And that just stuck to me. And, um, you know, I shared that to like every class I taught, every workshop I did in the past couple of years. And that even stuck to some of these student, like these young kids minds and like, damn, that, that makes sense. You know, like why not do something that you're passionate about, that you really love where end of the day, it's not even work to you. You know what I mean? It's 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 your love. It's your passion. It's your craft. And so I looked at it, like, I feel like this is my calling. Like barbering is my thing. You know what I mean? And I just stuck with it ever since. Um, I worked at different barbershops and then it got to the point where, you know, I did everything I could in Toronto. I felt like I reached my plateau and then the next thing for me was to open up my own shop. But I figured before I open that up, like, let me try to start all over and rebrand myself and, you know, just start from the bottom. And so that's why I thought of moving to L.A. I could have moved to New York, but New York's way too close to Toronto and it's damn near the same type of city, same type of vibe. So I was like, I need something brand new. I need something like, you know, something that I'm not used to. So I went out to LA um, for about two, it was like two, three weeks. Just to, you know, check the scene out, see how it is. Um, and then I did my research uh, as far as like, what well, what will it take for me to become a barber out here? And not, I don't know if a lot of people know, but in Toronto, there's no such thing as barber licensing. So for me to work, uh, work in a barbershop back in Toronto, like you could even pull up to a barbershop with clippers and be like, yeah, I cut hair. Do you guys have an <laughs> extra chair? Wow. And they'll just, yeah, they'll ask you straight up. Like you got clientele? up, you good. And then they'll try you out. And if you're good and everything works out, then boom, you got yourself a job, you know, so, but out here, you need your license. And that's one thing that I, like, I didn't know at the time. And so I, after I did my two, three weeks here, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I fuck with LA. I love it. Um, You know, something about these palm trees, man. It's just, (laughs) it's motivating. Yeah, man. So I I did my research, went back home, and I started just going online, trying to figure out what school I could go to. I applied at different schools. um, Finally found a school that that accepted me. And then I told my family, I'm like, yo, I'm out. Like, I'm going to make this move. And they're like, you know, I had people that doubted me. Like, yo, you don't know anyone there. Mind you, I never moved out of my house. I've never lived on my own. Uh, like I was such a homebody and like um oh shit. Um, yeah, man. So like it was definitely definitely new to me. So I was like, no, I'm gonna do this. Like I I feel like if I don't try this now, then like I feel like if I open up a shop in Toronto, I'll never have that chance to you know, to just dip and leave and try to start from the bottom. So I made that leap and you know, that leap of faith and I had goals and dreams and you know, things I wanted to achieve. Obviously not knowing what to expect once once I moved down, but I just kept that in my mind and I just kept, you know, manifesting it and just kept working hard working hard and not again, not knowing what, what was gonna come my way. And my I, I remember my first goal was like, Yeah, I'm gonna cut my first celebrity in like maybe the first five years of moving to LA. And that actually happened literally two weeks I'm at you know, I'm at the Jabbakies, I get a call and I'm like, uh, they're like, Yeah, you wanna come cut Cut us up for MTV Cribs. I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "All right, <laughs> let's do it." And at the time, I was living in uh, uh, in Diamond Bar, and I think you guys were the head office was in uh, yeah in Silver Lake, Silver Lake. So I didn't even again. I wasn't used to like the cities and how far. I know. I remember I had to be like seven a.m. I left Diamond Bar at like four thirty in the morning, <laughs> and I I was still late. I think, and so like even that like. I had no idea, you know, two weeks in being here that that was my first gig. And ever since then, like, I mean, that's the first day I met you. And ever since then, like, it's been, it's been, yeah. you know, I'm getting love, man. Like, you guys supported me all throughout my career. And, you know, I've seen you guys grow. just the same way you guys see me grow. So it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's definitely been a blessing though, for sure. That's crazy, bro. I mean, like, I know the story, but like hearing it
1: again is, uh, it trips me out. Cause I mean, I don't think I really ever talked to you about, you know, um, your journey back in Toronto and, and like what that was like. And then, you know, I just only knew you from that day that we met when you came to cut mm-hmm. us up for, for cribs. And, um, I remember you saying, yeah, like, you're like, yo, I've only been here for like a couple of weeks. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then from there, like, I don't know, man, it's crazy to see because I remember just, you know, after that, you were, you were just our barber, right? So we would just, we would always go to you and you would always like, you know, come through to whatever, like the ABDC sets and, and you would mm-hmm. essentially just kind of, you were mobile. <laughs> and you're like, yo, this dude is, not only is he good, but like your hustle was very apparent. And um and then I remember just, just the conversations as you're chopping us up, you know, like, mm-hmm. you're like, y'all want to get my own shop. And like, within like bro you move so quick you know what I mean because within like I don't know was it within like a couple of years or so that you actually opened up you had capsule and then and then uh, obviously with gray matter now so um you said something that uh I I want to touch on because um you know when you say things like like manifesting things um you know like as much as that's kind of like people go, Oh, that's all this weird, like spiritual stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that's like, I mean, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like that's what I'm getting from you. I think from what I'm getting from you is, um, you know, you, you had a plan, you know, you went to college studying, um, obviously something that you're not doing now. And it takes a big thing to derail you from the plan. You know what I mean? Like, you're not gonna be like, mm-hmm. Oh, barbering, it's kind of fun. Like, let me just quit everything and do that. You're like, no, that's like my calling. That's, that's my thing that like, um, you know, I'm willing to risk everything to go pursue that. And so that's gotta be like a big thing. And so, you know, you obviously set that to be your goal, right? You know, you're like, okay, I can, I've gotten everything that I've even can get from Toronto. Um, you know, I want to, I want to shoot for the stars, right. You know, go to LA and make it work. And, um, you know, 10 years and, and like what you've accomplished in 10 years, it's not a small feat, man. And especially to do something by yourself, not to say that you haven't had partners or people to help you along the way, but you essentially made your choices on your own, you know? So, um, can you talk a little bit about, I guess the mentality of like that kind of, uh, goal setting and, um, and it's, yeah, it's one thing to have a goal, but it's a completely other thing to actually achieve it, you know? So, um, yeah, uh, what's sure, like, man. what's in your, your mental space to be able to like really pursue what you've, what you've accomplished to the degree, like there, there's, there's gotta be something there. Can you talk a little I bit? Mean, about I mean,
0: I think, I think a lot of it was, obviously the doubts of like people back home of me moving out here, even at such a young age, I moved at tw- when I was 23 um again not having any family or like super close homies or just homies at all out here um so it was really like a clean slate for me to just start all over and like you know like use this time to be able to work on the things I wish I had back in Toronto like for example um you know I was I was like a super shy guy I was never able to walk up to people come up to people talk to them talk in front of crowds and like I was like, this is my time to work on myself and like improve on the things that I, I wish I had. Right. So, um, and I felt like that would make me, uh, become a better person overall. And, uh, that would take me to higher places I felt. And so, you know, I used like, I, again, I use like all the doubts and stuff as like motivations to be able to like prove to them, like, yo, this is what I, I set for myself. And like, and these, these are the same things I kind of explain when I do these workshops and you know, I, I travel all over the world teaching younger younger kids and stuff. And you know, my I feel like like my calling and purpose now is to be able to share my story to to be able to inspire them, to motivate them, and tell them like, yo, this is this isn't something you guys can't achieve. You know what I mean? Like I I lived it firsthand. Um, but it's I think it's yeah, it's a mental state of like understanding that yeah, you could have goals and dreams and like yeah, they're they're up there, but yeah, you have to do the work. You know what I mean? And obviously being in LA and I've seen it I've I've met clients where they just moved out here and we had that same mentality of like and that same the same goals and dreams but different it's a different craft different industry but the end goal is the same thing to be successful and like to make it into to accomplish these goals and dreams and again being in LA it's like it's so quick to fall off track because you get in you know you get caught up in the Hollywood lifestyle and Uh, the partying and like people doing drugs and I've seen it all, you know what I mean? And I think for me it was always to still like prove to the people back home and my family, like, yo, I made the right choice. I made made the right decisions. Like I'm going to stick to my word and let you guys know, like I'm going to make it, you know what I mean? Like one way or another, like, like I want to be a good role model to to let people know back home, like, yo, y'all could leave, you know what I mean? You guys could like, and that's the biggest thing in Toronto. It's like everyone's so comfortable where they're at that they, they're, they're scared to jump and leave. You know what I mean? Where they know that they can do so much more. It's just, they're so caught up to being comfortable. And that's not, again, that's not like a bad thing, but it, it's like things that like, it'll show you, like do you have that courage to be able to step out of there and like step out of that bubble and, and be great. You know, you know what I mean? Like be great at knowing that you could do so much more than what you're doing now. And I think like, being able to show that like a lot more people now throughout the years have have done that. They've moved out here or they moved to like Miami or New York and like, they're doing the things that they really truly are passionate about versus their nine to five where they're making enough just to get by or making enough to, again, to just live like a, you know, the regular lifestyle, which again is fine, but you can just tell that like, they could do so much more, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of it is like within yourself, like, you have to have that courage and passion and confidence in yourself to be able to like surpass that because I feel like everyone in the right mind and then in, in their heart know that they could do so much more. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I, again, I just use that as like fuel for me to just keep pushing, keep grinding. And yeah, like I've been here 10 years and I, I've been able to accomplish so much, you know, and I'm blessed and I never expected any of it. Um, but again, I never like sit back and I'm like, damn, I did this, I did that. I just keep going. I just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving because especially in L.A., man, I'm sure you know, there's a million people right behind you trying to, like, be a step above you. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. be 10 steps. You know, like, my my whole thing is, like, I'm always trying to be 5, 10 steps ahead of everyone. You know what I mean? Whether, like, in barbering, there's so many barbers now and all these young barbers are amazing. You know what I mean? But I'm still trying to set the bar. Like, I feel now like I'm an OG in the game. But, I, again, I'm still just trying to, level up, level up, level up, you know, not in like a competitive way, but just like, okay, I see you guys moving and I see you guys following what we've been, we've been able to pave um, for you guys and for everyone to see. But there's, there's, yeah, there's levels to everything, but it's like moving up in a way where like they could see where they could head, you know what I mean? Like they could see something that's like more than what they got into it for. So some people are like, yeah, I love barbering because, um, you know, like I want to cut a celebrity. I want to cut that. And it's like, I had that same mentality, but there's so much more than that. You know what I mean? Like right now, it's like, I, I turn these guys down all the time because I'm busy doing something else or I'm busy with my family or I'll send them off to some of my barbers. You know what I mean? Um, but again, it's like trying to do things and like level up where people could still look up to you and, uh, uh like look up to you for a good reason without, that, that could make a change in their life. You know what I mean?
1: You mentioned that, um, you know, when you came out here, um, I mean, you had an opportunity that presented itself and, um, you took that opportunity and then, but you also kind of mentioned that you were not the most, uh, whatever outgoing. You're not somebody who is very good to approach people like out of the blue. Um, mm-hmm. was there a point where that changed in terms of your personality because of like the, the needing, like, or the feeling that you need to like hustle and make it? Is that the thing that pushed you or how, how did you go from like being like the shy kid to
0: like, you know, the dude that you are right now? I think it was just learning, um, how to move out here in LA, you know? And, and I, like, when I talked to people that just moved out here, like, yo, like what does it take to, to do this, or do that? Or like, even barbers, like, yo, what can I do to, to, um, you know, uh, to like boost up my clientele or how do I, how do I do this? How do I do that? And end of the day, whether it's barbering, music, dancing, anything, it all comes down to networking. And that's the one thing I learned was like how to really network, how to truly network. And the network isn't, isn't just like, Oh, here's a business card. Like here, here, there's like so much more to that. You know what I mean? And that's why, again, it's like, I'm a new kid in LA no one knows who I am. So I could try things out. I could try to, and work on like being social and coming up to people and, not just giving a business card, but, like, not damn you're selling yourself, but, you're like, you're selling your craft and showing how confident you are in your in your work. Because if you just walk – if I walked up to you, Ben, I was like, yo, I'm a barber, yo, know, check me out, you're going to be like, "What? whatever, dude, you know? Mm-hmm. But if it's like, yo, man, like, your hair is tight, bro, like, let me let me uh, take care of you once. And, you know, I know you got your own barber, but, you know, I, I feel like I, I could hook you up. But, yeah, come by one time. Like, you got to really just show that why am I going to leave my barber to come to some random person? You know what I mean? Like you got to start conversation with them. And like there's little things on how to actually approach a person. And I've learned that throughout the years. And even with like cutting A-list clients, like celebrities, athletes and all that, I learned a lot. uh, Like I learned a lot of how to approach that and how to be in that environment. Once you are cutting them Um, from Tyrese. So Tyrese was another one of my first like musicians I've cut. And he, and I don't know, I'm sure a lot of you guys know how he is, he's like super blunt straight <laughs> up, like straight to the point and he'll tell you what it is and so he straight up told me like yo like, I'm going to put you on with a lot of people but I'm going to tell you and teach you how to be around these people at certain times certain environments and all that and I, I took that, I took that in and dude, he's right, you know what I mean a lot of people just, they don't want to talk you know, and they don't want to hear um, you know, how, how you how you're a big fan of them and we don't want to hear this and that, but it's like learning stuff like that taught me to be able to even get more clientele like that, you know, and build my name up more. And, and then I hear feedback like, yeah, man, like Vince is like super professional about it. Like he doesn't come talk to your ass. Like he knows what it is. He comes as a job and something like that as a barber, um, like that's what you want your clients to to respect you as, you know what I mean? And I think like, Again, learning learning how to do that, learning how to network and be professional um in that environment when you're cutting, you know, a client, that's huge. And I feel like that is what helped me like generate more more and more clients. Yeah, that's big, man. I mean, you know,
1: learning the tricks to the trade. I mean, to have somebody, yeah, like Tyrese to to I mean, essentially that could offend you. You'd be like, yo oh, man, like if you really want to make it out here. Don't do this. Don't do that. You're like, yo, like yeah, what, like, exactly. like you know? But you having that, um, the humility because, like, uh, you know, obviously you you want to be successful. You want to do, um, you know, you want to, you know, cut cut up celebrities and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But like, to know that there's a way about not just being good at your craft because obviously that's your product. But then you as a I mean, you yourself are a business, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and you have to represent yourself well. And I think that's important. Exactly. Um, cause yeah, even now, you know, in any industry, like, uh, you're dealing with people, doesn't matter how good your product is. If you suck as a person, no one's going to want to, you know, no one's messing with you. you exactly. know? And, and, um, and something that I've, I've like seen in you that like, I really, um, you know, I respect is uh, you, you know how to create your brand, right? And like, even from, you know, Vince the barber, as I met you to like, now you have a shop, you know, you had capsule and then gray matter. And like, just, just, I, like just the moves that you make and like, you know, by appointment only, I'm like, this, this guy's freaking smart. Um, in terms of like creating yourself as like a, a business, as a brand, um, mm-hmm. did you learn that from men like mentors or what, what, what's like your
0: mentality about or behind building your own brand? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of it is, um, like mentoring. So like a lot of my clients that I've cut that are in, you know, in the business field, um, you know, I'd be picking their brand all the time and like trying to figure out like the best moves to make or like, you know, marketing guys. So like, how I like pretty much every time I do classes and stuff and I share these things with these young barbers, I'm like, yo, everything, just always remember everything starts behind the chair. So like, no matter what, who, who walks into your shop, no matter who's sitting in your chair, like you got to figure out, um, you know, get to know them and like figure out what they do. And you just never know like what they do, where, because what it, what it is that they do could help you, um, figure out what you want to do for yourself and your brand. You know what I mean? So like, I've been able to meet people that that um, went to school for marketing, business marketing, and um, people that actually uh, do marketing for big corporations and big companies. And these are the guys that I hit up on a regular basis, just like picking their brain at shit. Like I'll, I'll come up with an idea and I'll, you know, shoot them a text and be like, yo, does this sound cool? Like, what do you think about this? And like, they'll tell me straight up, you know what I mean? And I would rather hear like be like hear it bluntly, then like me do something. And then I get like trash spread or something like that. So like, I always try to like figure out and like get, get approved on certain things from like who I feel are professionals in that field um, before I even do anything. And I think as far as like branding myself, like oh, that's all like, you know, trial and error because obviously if it's your own brand, you kind of want to do what you want to do. But at the same time, you want to figure out if it's the right thing to do at the time. Um, but no, I feel like branding is everything, man, especially as an entrepreneur, um, even barbers, like even if you work in a shop, it's important to brand yourself within the barbershop. And I tell all my barbers that, you know, like create a, create a name for yourself, create a logo, um, create a a website, all these different things, because end of the day, whatever you do outside of the shop still reflects on what you do for yourself. You know what I mean? And like, whatever you do for yourself still reflects in the shops like vice versa. Um, but I think branding is like the most important thing because that's, that's you, you know what I mean? And like, like, like going back to what you said, like having your craft is one thing and being good at your talent, you know, having that talent is great, but you as a brand and you as a, as a person and personality is more than just your talent. You know what I mean? And like, if you think about it, a haircut, like maybe 20, yeah. And 20% is like the haircut. I feel and like 80% is like the, the conversation and like the, yeah. the service, you know what I mean? So it's like, if you're a dope ass barber and you're, you know, you're in the chair for like at what 60, 45 minutes to 60 minutes. And you just cut your hair and you're just no conversation the whole time. It's like, yeah, my cut's dope. but like, man, that's like I dread coming to get a haircut because <laughs> this dude don't even talk to me. Yeah. You know? So it's like one of my barbers, like he's telling me, he's like, yo, like, what could I work on? And, I'm like, he's like, I ha- I'm like, what do you think you have to work on? And he's like, you know, I, like, I feel like I have issues like talk, like socializing and like, um, like my customer service and just like approaching people. I'm like, we'll work on that. Then. You know what I mean? Like these are the, the big things that like the little things is what matters. And like, I feel like as a client, that's what we remember. It's not so much the haircut, it's like the conversations in the chair and like just the way you approach them. It's like all these little things, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's, that's super super important, and even as your brand. Because one thing too is like you want to keep everything authentic. You don't want to put yourself out there branding yourself as this, and then when they meet you personally, you're like your total opposite of it. Right. So it's like I feel like when it comes to branding, like it has to be authentic and really true you.
1: Yeah, you know, and when um, when you opened up your first shop, because you know, for myself too, I I, I didn't really like uh, the premier like barbershop experience really wasn't around um, prior to like within the past 10 years. Right. And, and to be honest, I feel like your shop was one of the first ones, if not maybe the, the first that I was like, yo, this is not, I didn't walk into super cuts right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there is a, there is a experience from, you know, your decor to, you know, just the way that everybody's even dressed to the music that's playing to, um, you know what I mean? Like, you really feel like you're walking into a spot where like, yo, this is not your average barbershop. And, um, you know, I don't know, like I said, I never really experienced that prior to, you know, you know, stepping into like your spaces and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember you telling me before, too, that like, you know, even from like having like the classic like barber pole, but like having it still feel like it's it's old, but it's new, you know, and like mm-hmm. you, you kind of flipping the script on that. Like, can you talk a little bit about the, um, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts on like that premier barbershop? Because I mean, now like there's a bunch of them, right? I mean, like you said, Not like, sure. and, and I, I would say you did lay the foundation for a lot of these, um, you know, other shops that kind of follow that model. Um, But can you talk a little bit about that, like that premier barbershop
0: experience? Yeah, I mean, like when I opened up Capsule, the whole thing was, I mean, even to the name, you know, Capsule Barbershop was more like a time capsule. So it was like old school meets new school. So I wanted to have it still, you know, the whole aesthetic of it was to still keep it old school and classy, but still with a little bit of new school. in it. so even when it comes down to like, the traditional services like the hot towel shaves and all that stuff where it's like, you know, it, I think what brought us um, like out in our, in, like in in the barber community, like what really set us out there uh, was again, like the aesthetic of the shop, the environment of the shop. Um, and just like, if you look, I remember, I don't know if you remember, like all my barbers were all tatted up, you know yeah. what I mean? And we all had our, our black smocks on and like, all had the dope ass kicks. But then when you look at the shop, it's like super old school, the, the wood. And, but then it was all open ceiling, you know what I mean? High ceilings and like industrial, like, so it was like, again, it was like new school meets old school. Um, but on top of all that was like our customer service was huge. And uh, the main thing was till this day, it's like, well, what people are paying for isn't the haircut, it's the service. You know what I mean? And that stuck to me and that stuck to all my borrowers where like you have to provide dope service, customer services, everything. Um, but that all comes down to like the clean, the cleanliness of the shop, um, from the little things I, like, I, like I said, all the little things from how you drape your client, like everyone did it the same way. Um, so it's like all these little things that like people will remember and like, they'll notice when they're in there. You know what I mean? Like that, that was huge for me. So with capsule, um, I want to say within our first year, like it was, it, it, it blew up so quick in our industry where you know, Instagram was just popping. So everyone knew about capsule. Everyone's like, yo, capsule this capsule that. And then when I first moved out here, I told myself like, once I opened up my first shop, I'm going to make sure it's a shop that's not like any other shop out here. And before I opened up, I, I used to visit all these different shops and all these different cities out here and not even get cut. I would just come in, introduce myself, you know, meet the barbers and just like, just kick it and just kind of feel the vibe. So that way I know like, Okay, what's popping here? Like, what are people used to here? And then it kind of gave me the idea like, hey, yeah, I could switch it up and do this and add this, or these guys aren't doing this, but I could do this. So it's like I incorporated all that and threw it into the shop where, like, we offered hot towels for every cut. We even had, I don't know if you remember, but we had the air compressors. Yeah. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I dude, once that. you put that in, once you put that in, everyone started fucking with it. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. again, like, every, and then that, and I think that's, where it goes back to like me always just trying to set the bar. And I feel like with that being my first shop in LA and me being new to the city, I was like, I got to make noise. You know what I mean? And people, and I think I was telling you, like everyone was telling me, yo, you got to go to like the newer side of Melrose or like the popping side of Melrose. I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to be on the other side. Like, and that was literally on the, on the hood side of Melrose. And we still, we were still popping. It got to the point where we were like two years in and, barbers from all over the world were coming in just not even get cut, just take, take photos with all of us in there, you know, and it just got to the point where it was like a, it was literally um, like a landmark for barbers in the city, which was crazy. And a lot of shit happened in there, man. Like we threw uh, one of the very first barber battles uh, in LA. We we threw the first, um, there was a meet and greet. So we had barbers from all over the world that came to our shop and like met each other for the first time and it was a huge ideal because all these barbers in la told me like barbers out here don't fuck with each other and there's all this beef and all this and that and i was like no nah, nothing's gonna go down in my, in my shop and sure enough we had all these guys there all these shops there repping their shit and i hopped up on the mic and i just told them all like yo you know we're all here for the same reasons we all do the same thing and you know, our our job is to make people look good and feel good. There should be no, no point in hating on each other. Like we gotta work together to build our to build and grow our community. And after that day, there's meet and greets all the time. Now there's all these bar battles going on. So it's like I feel like that night was like the start to like really building and growing the barber the uh, barber community. So a lot of things happened in that shop, man. For real. That's crazy, bro. I dude, so
1: Um, first of all, I didn't even know that. That's hella tight. Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Meister Watches. They are truly masters of their craft. From quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with, Meister is doing it. at checkout to get 15 percent off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at kinesthetic brand. I don't. I don't know the barber community. You know, I, I don't come from that. But like, you know, so the dance community is. You know, where uh, you know kinjas. You know, th- this is where we live. And um, I think that's that's dope, bro. That um, you know understanding that there is uh, a type of vibe or a type of uh, culture within a community that um, essentially isn't the most united. Right. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, in comes somebody like yourself that, uh, you know, your, your talent, your, your brand, who you are as a person um, and your reputation that everybody like you, you have the respect, you know, and then you, you throw an event where like all these conflicting energies come together and it's like, yo, we're not here for that. And you know, you're, you're trying to again, change it. Um, and I would imagine, you know, from an event like that because the experience of it was probably the thing that convinced people like, yo, okay, like I'm with this, you know what I mean? And like, you know, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that, um, becomes historic, you know what I mean? And like, not to like over dramatize this thing, but like, it is, you know what I mean? Because, you know, there is a huge community. I mean, you're talking about, you know, flying all around the world, um, you know, speaking at, you know, seminars and, and conferences that your people are looking to you and they want to hear your voice of like, yo, how did you do it? You know what I mean? And like, and not not everybody, I wouldn't imagine there's a ton of people like like that, like yourself that are doing the same things. And it's because um you're changing things you know what i mean like your your influence and what you're and how you're using it like man i applaud you for that that's that's amazing because um it is a matter of uh sharing knowledge it is a matter of passing the torch so to speak but you know like yeah you say you're you're the og now right you got you got young young guns coming up to you and be like yo dude you're vince the barber man (laughs) like i follow your work and and but even from you know having the, um, humility to be taught and then knowing that you have, um, a large platform now where, where, uh, kids are now looking at you to be like, yo, I want to, I want to do what you do. And, and like you sharing that knowledge as a teacher. Um, I think that's dope, man. I think that's really dope. Yeah, I,
0: th- I mean, it's, it, it's huge. Cause like, like I said, I've been traveling, you know, for a couple of years now. And I think, I want to say maybe two, three years ago is when it really hit me. And I was like, yo, this is like, this is now my calling for real is, is to teach and, and just to preach my word and my experiences. And I think it was that time when, um, I think, yeah, that was that year. So there was the year when, uh, my mom passed and it was like, it was the beginning of the year she passed and it was like, it's crazy because I would say it's the, it was the worst year of my life, but the most blessings at the same time. Cause literally she, she passed in January and again, it was like, it started the year off all, all fucked up. Um, I didn't know what to, you know, like my mind was just all over the place at that time. But then I had all these things already like scheduled lined up where I was, I was going on a tour and I didn't know what to expect, but at the same time I was like, I needed this to just get away and just be on my own. And I did a whole, uh, I did the Asia tour and, um, craziest, like the craziest time ever, man. Like I went to uh, Indonesia. I taught, I did a class in Bali. I did a class in um, Jakarta. And then from there I went to Singapore and each class was at least like 60 to 80 people. And, uh, just like seeing, um, you know, the, the expression on their faces and being able to just share, you know, my my, my story and, and my experiences and, like, really hearing hearing them out as far as, like, you know, what what made you guys want to even come to this class? And, like, how did you guys even hear about me? Or, like, and all that was just, like, it was humbling and it was just, like, it, it just felt so different, man. And it felt more than just, like, even just cutting hair. At that time, I was, like, I just want to do this. You know what I mean? I want to be able to, like, help those that want to be able to do so much more again, going, going back to like trying to preach that, like, and literally bro, after I was done that tour, I was like, dude, this was crazy. And I obviously like, I I really felt like my mom was there with me throughout the whole time and like blessed me with all these things. And like all these people just meeting all these people. And literally last year, bro, I I went back out there. I I did a, a class in Bali and, um, I was able to bring my family with me and they, they covered everything, bro. They, you know, and you know, they got to now experience everything that I was able to experience and saw the same, saw the same faces of, of, of who I, who I met, like, you know, years prior. And yeah, man, it just, now it's like, I feel like it's like touching. It's like a touching, touchy feeling now where like I'm able to like touch these people's hearts and, 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 uh, motivate them and inspire them to want to do more. And, and you know, it, it's crazy, man. And, uh, I started working for this, um, foundation called trade works. Uh, I did it two years in a row now where I go to Jamaica in Kingston, like in, in the slums and we teach young teenagers, uh, how to cut hair. And like these, these kids, man, are like kids with no parents. They live in the streets. They're, some of them are orphans. Like, but this is a school that was, that was um, created by the government to help these kids out and like give them a better life and do like hearing their stories and seeing how passionate they are about barbering is huge, man. Until this day, like I still keep in contact with some of my students from there, man. And like making sure they're on the right track. And it's just, it, it humbles you a lot, man, knowing that like there's kids out there that are living these lives and we're up here. We're like, stressing about the littlest things you know what i mean and like just being able to do that and is, is huge for me man and then now i want to kind of create my own foundation and, and go back to the motherland and, and help out you know those in the philippines and stuff like that so it's like all these experiences make me want to again like rebrand my brand and be able to to give back even more that's super dope man um
1: you, yeah i mean just even touching on just what you just said right now like rebranding and uh you know and and i get it because you know you said your brand um if it's not real if it's not authentic um no one's gonna buy it right and Mm -hmm. and what is real is that we all change you know what i mean like we all we grow um you know myself as a dancer when i first came into the game to who i am now completely different in terms of mentality and even why i'm still dancing right so even for you like when you you uh started barbering as just for the art form and then it was like yo i can this was a side hustle yo i actually want to go big with this and i'm gonna cut celebrities i'm gonna have my own shop and here you are talking about you know going to um places where opportunities aren't as uh, available and and the knowledge and skills aren't Um, you know, there's not a lot of people teaching it and then they get somebody like you, um, who's a a master at this craft to come and teach. And that's changing your perspective on your why, you know, like, why are you going to keep barbering now? And, um, and then, you know, as you just said to, you know, rethink, um, you know, your brand now, I think that's dope, man, because, um, we have to continue to evolve, um, not only to and not even talking about for like relevancy. I'm talking about um because the people who do follow you and vibe with you and are are watching your growth and they're following your journey because there's something that um they relate to right. They're like, yo, if Mm -hmm. if Vince is on this train, um, you know, I want to at least entertain that thought or like why? Like why, you know, why is he going this route, you know, and Um, and that's dope, man. I think that's super important. And especially with like, you know, 2020 where we're at right now with, um, Mm -hmm. the coronavirus, to, um, you know, racial injustices, like so many things that we're constantly now our, (laughs) you know, our environment is all messed up. You know, like we're all figuring out like, what do we, how do we navigate through all this and how is this like, how is this evolving me as a person? How is this evolving my business? you know? So, um, you know, let's, let's get into a little bit of like, you know, where things are with you now, you know, in this current snapshot of 2020 and, and how are you kind of evolving and pivoting through all of this, all the noise?
0: Man, I mean, it's, it's tough, dude. Like, I think it's different. Um, you know, once you have a family and kids, it's like, you know, my fiance, like Kim and I, we would, t- we would talk like when we first felt locked down and everything was going on, we're like, dude, like how different would it be if, you know, we were living on our own and quarantining by ourselves. And like, I feel like people in that state of mind, like it can drive them crazy, you know what I mean? And like, and I think now here we are, like, I mean, we're locked, not so much locked down, but like our businesses are now shut down again. It's like, at this point with everything that's been going on with the, the racist stuff and like just everything, it's like, we don't even, at this point, like I don't even know what to believe. You know what I mean? And like when it first all started, like I went through so many different rabbit holes, man. And like, I tried not to, but it's like, you had like, everything is going, is thrown at you. You know what I mean? Going to social media, boom. Every little thing is just, you can't get away from it. Turn on the TV. It's the same thing going, you know what I mean? Like anything you do, it's always going to just circle back to like what's going on. And so like, it's so hard not to get caught up in some shit and that, that's, that's going to drive you crazy. You know what I mean? I think that's what's driving everyone else crazy outside, outside of here and everywhere in the world. And, um, my whole thing now, like what I'm thinking about is like my kids, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, like what's going to happen when they're, they're like, they're older and like, they live, they, they, uh, have to experience something like this. Like I, I truthfully never thought I would ever experience anything like this in my lifetime. You know, and I like, don't think anyone a, thought that. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> no like, one was ready for a, Yeah, and like being here and like sitting here, like earlier today, I was just sitting here, like, damn, like they just shut us shut our businesses down, like barbershops and salons again yesterday, and I'm here, like, dude, like, what the fuck is really going on? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what to think. I don't even know what to believe. Like, we're really ran by the government. There's nothing we could do to like really like to make a change, it's going to take a lot, you know what I mean? And it's going to take a minute until things really start changing. And it's like, we can't even control, like, we can't control anything at this point. You know, it's like we have to just abide by what these people are saying and doing because at this point it's like, I one at there's a part of me that was like a couple months ago was like, uh, all this kind shit's whack. This is, this is just to set some other shit up. This is to distract us. I don't believe it. And then like, I literally know a couple of people that died from it. I know close homies that got it and they were sick, but you know, luckily uh, they're cured from it now, but it's like, it's like a, a thing where it's like, you're, it's like a swish where like one point you're on, you're, you you know, you believe in this shit and uh, you know, another time you're no, you don't believe in it. And like, just my whole thing now is just trying to not think of any of that shit and just do what I have to do to protect myself and my family And like, again, my business, you know, like whatever I could do to keep us afloat, it's tough now, you know, and especially with like landlords not trying to help us out. Like we're trying to figure out what we could do. We don't even know how long we're going to be shut down for, you know what I mean? And I got clients blowing me up like, yo, is this true? Like, are you still cutting? Are you still cutting? And like all my barbers I'm trying to look up for, like, you know, and it's stressful because end of the day, they're just calling me and looking up to me like, yo, Vince, like like, what can I do now? Like, what am I supposed to do? I got bills to pay. I got, and I'm like, I'm like lost for words. You know what I mean? I'm just like, you try to apply for this grant, try to apply for this loan or unemployment or this or that. And like, it's like I, at this point, it's just, it's tough, man. You know, it's like, we got to do what we have, have to do to survive. And I mean, looking at what's going on in the world, all these people dying over stupid shit, people fighting and rioting. It's like, dude, I, it's like, we're living in a movie, bro straight up man like now i can really say life i mean life is a movie straight up you know and like we're living this this shit firsthand right now and it's it's scary bro yeah um
1: you know i i know your mind as like um you know an entrepreneur uh there's opportunities in every situation right mm-hmm. and um you know so as as an entrepreneur as a business owner Um, what are some of the ways that, uh, you're learning to kind of shift, um, you know, yeah, like brick and mortar spaces are, you know, indefinitely shut down. That doesn't mean, um, you know, that, that doesn't take away your skills. That doesn't take away your mind, you know? So Mm -hmm. like, uh, what are some things that maybe, um, that you're kind of learning in terms of like how to, how to shift and
0: pivot? Um, even just as a business owner. Um, I mean, we like I was just talking to, talking to my barbers today and trying to figure out like what, again, like these guys could do, like, yeah, it says they're shutting down all indoor activities and, you know, all barbershops. So it's like, you know, these guys could still work remotely. Um, but it's just trying to figure out again, like pivoting as to like, what other options do we have for everyone to still make bread and, and, and still pay the bills and, you know, do all that stuff. So, um, you know, we pretty much told them like, yeah, we we sent out a mass email to all our clientele, letting them know, like, you know, we, we, we will be uh, working remotely as well. So, um, at least that way, you know, our clients know that we're not fully shut down. Um, on the other business side, like by appointment only, um, the craziest thing is that when we first got locked down, we just released on um, the sidekick, which is like a smaller our smaller bag. And that I felt like we couldn't have dropped it at a better time, man. Like once those, those stimulus checks hit, like we sold, <laughs> so bro. It's like, it's crazy. Like, and and I, and I think it's like a gift and a curse, bro. Like as as much as it sucks that we were locked down, but it gave everyone that mentality of now like being, working remotely, being mobile. yeah, um, And so that's what, you know, by only, our products is pretty much uh, meant for that, to be able to be mobile with your with your craft and, you know, go from the barbershop to the house call or hotel call or studio call or whatever it is. And so once we dropped that, it was like crazy. So that kind of, you know, that that held me down uh, during that time uh, with me not working because as you already know, as barbers, if we're not cutting hair, we're not making money. Mm -hmm. And so I had to, you know, figure out the things out, like, what can I do now to like help, help me make money, help help me get, get some income in. And again, that couldn't have dropped at a better time. And, um, we, we, during that, the three, three month lockdown, um, we sold out of our other two bags and now we just restocked. Yeah. We, we just restocked and we, we get them in, um, next month. And so we started, um, doing pre-orders. And now that thing is like picking up now. And again, with everything shutting down, it's like the timing of it, you know, couldn't have been better. So it's like, I'm blessed for that. I'm thankful. Um, but at the same time, it, it does suck that like, you know, we're shut down on as far as like our business and our barbershop because again, the last thing we want wanted to, to get to, to, to close up, you know, and that's everyone's fear and, um, during during the whole lockdown, me and Jules uh, we did a raffle, and what we did was uh, it was like a fifty dollar ticket for each raffle, and we had each person that entered um, put down uh, the shop that they wanna uh, give that money to. So what we the whole part of the raffle was whoever won that raffle, the money that that was made uh, will go to the like the GoFundMe of the barbershop that they wanted to help out. Cause we noticed there was a bunch of barbershops, uh, that had GoFundMe. So because they were about to lose their, their business. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, we wanted to think of different things that we could do to help out, um, those that were in need at the time. So, um, I think with this thing happening again, we want to try to do the same thing and try to think of ways where we could help out those that, that need that money to be able to to keep the business open.
1: That's dope, man. Super dope. Um, what, do you have like, um, you know, during, you know, these times, right. Where it's very easy to get, uh, lost in these, um, yeah. Rabbit holes of, uh, just essentially just being discouraged. Right. And, and being down. Mm -hmm. And so to maintain health, um, is very important in things like obviously our physical health and staying healthy. But, um, do you have things like routines that, um, that you do for yourself to maintain overall health, like mental, you know, mental health, spiritual health, physical, like, do you have like that kind of uh, regimen for yourself?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, again, it's like hard to like, I think that's the biggest thing is hard. Like it's, it's, it's hard to start a routine and like keep everything on tack, but it's also easy to fall fall off of it. Um, but now there's, de- there's definitely certain things that I like doing to like, just keep my mind, um, healthy, uh, like, um, meditating, you know, I like meditating a lot. Um, Kim, my fiance actually, she's big into that stuff and spiritual stuff. So like we meditate together and like, you know, she keeps telling me to like journal, um, pretty much just journal, journal, journal my thoughts. You know what I mean? If I'm like too stressed out over certain things, like just write it down on paper and like, figure out what's going on. And just like, instead of just keeping it in my mind, like let it all out. You know what I mean? And there's all these different um, meditations that that I've saved on my phone that I could do uh, for certain situations. Um, Physically uh, I try to work out. I've been running a lot. Uh, I got into biking. I just bought a bike. So, um, but now it's just like finding the time to do it on top of, you know, trying to get everything else sorted out. But, there's little things that I like want to try to do to keep myself busy. Like when it all, when it all, um, went down, like the first lockdown I was running a whole lot. I was maybe running at least like six to eight miles a day type shit. Like Sick. I was in it and, bro, okay. I've never been a runner. I hated <laughs> running outdoors. Um, but it was just something that like, you know, just kept me, kept me motivated to just keep going. Something to wake up to, you know what I mean? Like, since I I'm I'm used to just going to work all the time and I'm the type of person that I just, I can't sit still. I got to like be up on my feet doing something. Um, So that, that was something that definitely kept me busy. Um, But nah, man, I think it's just like, if, if I know, you know, my mind ain't right or I'm just like not, not in it, I don't feel good. Like those are some of the things I would do, you know, it's like take the dogs for the walk for a walk or, go for a bike ride or, you know, just sit and meditate. Or, um, I think the best thing is just communicating, just talk, talking out your, you know, your problems and your issues. Um, but I think right now is what's helping me a lot is just being with with my kids. You know, I'm like having this time. Like, I think the lockdown, as, as much as it, it was bad business wise, it was like the most amazing thing, uh, family, family wise, because, that's like time that we know it's like super rare, you know what I mean? And um, you know that that's one like when when everything started lifting up and we were back to work. That's one thing I miss was just being home, like being home with the family. So that's something that uh, I, I'll definitely miss for sure. That's what's up, man. Those are some like really
1: solid, um, solid routines. It's funny that you said mention the running thing. That's kind of been my thing too. I just uh, yeah, someone, uh, you know, how everyone was doing those challenges, like push-up challenge or whatever. Like yeah, one of the homies like tagged me in a 5k a day challenge. And I was like, let me try this. And uh, that's <laughs> been the thing that's been going for me like since March, man. So yeah, I, I feel good, that man. Like, it's one of those things I hate doing it, but I know that, uh, I'm going to always be glad that I did when I finished. So I, I, used oh, bro, you feel, on.
0: you feel so much better, man. Like absolutely so sure. much better.
1: Um, you know, so in light of just everything, bro, I mean, you, you had a, um, you know, a very successful, um, 10 years out here in LA, uh, you know, you, you, I'm sure you've grown a lot in terms of, you know, just your mentality as I'm even hearing your story of like kind of just what the, the future, even, um, your outlook and, and, uh, as you're evolving, um, you know, the, the term success is something that we all, chase after we all want to, uh, have some level of whatever this concept of success is, uh, for mm-hmm. you, for you now,
0: how, how would you define success? Um, for me, I feel like, I mean, I, I get people telling me like, yo, man, you made it like you're super successful and this and that. And I'm like, no, like I, I, I honestly just feel like I'm just getting started, you know, cause again, I, I just keep giving myself, you know, goals and, and uh, and things that I want to accomplish, so I feel like I'm just again just getting my feet wet. Um, but success to me, I feel like is like I think like having people look up to you and ask asking you for advice, you know, and like being able to give that to them and like really help them like thoroughly and not just something that like they could think about and like maybe do it and not do it. I think success to me is that you know being able to really help someone like genuinely and organically where to the point where like you're really making a change in their lives. Um, that for me, that's what I feel like success is at at this point in my life, you know, at this time. And, um, again, I think that's, that's like my passion is being able to do that, you know? And I think that's, yeah, I think being successful is being able to help those around you grow. You know what I mean? And if not grow, like grow on their own, but grow with you most importantly, because I feel like, having it that way is the best feeling ever. You know what I mean? Like perfect examples. Like when, when you guys had your, your dream of being able to have a show in Vegas and being able to be there to celebrate that with you, the same way you guys were there to celebrate my shop. It's like being able to uplift each other um, in our successes is huge. And that means more to me than just me being super rich and famous and like all that is just, you know, that's for the stars. But it, it, for me, it's, it's more just being able to grow together and, and be successful.
1: So that's dope, man. I love that. I love that. Um, if it's cool, man, I want to do a quick little lightning round session. I'm going to just yeah, fire sure. off some questions. He's got to come off top. Here we go. Lightning round in three, two, one. What is your favorite food? Uh, lasagna. What is your quarantine guilty pleasure? Uh, 2k <laughs> sick. What's the last
0: thing you binged? Um, damn, what is the last thing I binged? Oh, Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we found it on Lulu's. So oh man, so Fresh Prince, we've been watching
1: gold, bro. Um, what is your most memorable career moment,
0: man? Um, uh, memorable off top uh, uh i probably say just having like a heart part with kobe that was Whoa. probably like my most memorable yeah like we were we were at the facility and he was getting cut by his barber um and i was cutting uh, carlos boozer at the time and we were just talking about life man life and kids and that was like the like the huge like it was just a it was so organic so natural like it wasn't even forced it was just Super chill, bro, and like that's something that really meant a lot to me. I have never had a like, I had no photo with Kobe, nothing, but that's something like that means so much more, man. It's yeah. like something I'll never forget. Like the words that he was saying was, you know, what, what what I was doing at that time. He's like, it's all for the kids, man. He's like, you're on the right path. You know what I mean? Like everything you do now is for your for your your children. You know, and that was like huge, bro. Wow. Like yeah. So that's that- probably. Off uh, top. <laughs> that's a, memorable. That's a, good one.
1: <laughs> that's a good one. Freak. That's real yeah, that's wow. Um, who would you love to have an opportunity to cut up? Uh, Obama. Ooh. You got fire right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> who cuts your hair?
0: Uh I got a few people, man. Um Dave, I think you remember Dave. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my top three I like that usually cut is usually Dave, my boy Sway, or Jules. Word, okay. Yeah. What would be a dream opportunity for you? Hmm, dream opportunity. Damn, yeah, that's tough. Um, that's a tough one, man. Uh, off top, I would probably say. Oh, you know what? I, I want to open up a school in the Philippines. There it is. There it is. But not just like, a, yeah, open up a school where I'm teaching everything, like having everything covered. You know what I mean? Barbering, dancing, photography, music, all that—just all in one. Sick. Yeah. If you weren't a barber, what would you what would you be doing? Hmm. I don't know. Oh, you know what? I think I'd be playing baseball whoa okay yeah i i uh growing up i played ever since i was four years old i had scholarship and everything and it, i just felt like if if i did take that route i'd probably yeah Sick. i could see myself yeah I, I could see myself i don't play anymore just because i haven't played in so long but i, I feel like I, i'd probably be playing Ty. i keep thinking like i would think about that time to time like if i didn't if I went that route of actually playing in school, I think I'd still be in it. So I would say baseball. Word. Okay. Dope. What is your proudest moment? Hmm. Proudest moment. There's a lot. <laughs> One that I could... I think it was when my parents, for when my mom and dad flew out here um, and saw a capsule for the first time. I think that really showed them like, okay, yeah, shit. Like my son, <laughs> my son's doing good. Like yeah. he's, he's straight, you know? And yeah. I think, um, I think that really like, that was big for me. You know, I think like seeing them, just just the look on their faces and like, because at that time, like my my aunties and uncles were down here too. So, you know, just them bragging about it, like, oh yeah, look at this and this and that. And it was it was big, you know, because that really showed me, like, okay, they're 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 proud of me, you know. That's tight, man. I dig that. What is your biggest fear? Biggest fear. Um. Hmm. Just in general?
1: Sure. However you like want to define it. Yeah. Could be spiders. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, too. Biggest fear? Damn, I don't know, man. It used to be spiders. Actually, yeah, you know what? Tarantulas. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I can't with them, bro. I can't. Even little, like, like little spiders, I'm cool with it now. But if it's like a little, like the, the thick legs and hair, um, nah. I'm, I'm, yeah, if you're not
1: afraid, afraid of bro. tarantulas, you're yeah, you
0: you got some other issues. Yeah, okay, tarantula. Yeah, I would say tarantulas off top for sure. I was I was uh, gonna say snakes, but I was like, I've held snakes and shit. But if I were to see a tarantula, I you're not, not you're way. not, not holding a focus. tarantula. Hell no, no
1: <laughs> word. No okay. Um, if he could go back and do something over, what would it be?
0: Hmm. Um, damn, that's a good question.
1: Uh, or would you even? Huh
0: a good point too. Um, no, I don't, yeah, I don't think I would change anything. I mean, where I'm at now and what I've got is like, I couldn't ask for anything more, you know? I think, yeah, no, I'm good. I got my family. We're healthy. I mean, you know, if the businesses are good. I, I don't think I would change anything. If you can go back in time and give yourself
1: one piece of advice to 16 year old Vince, what would you, what would you say to yourself?
0: Um, save your money, invest your money, <laughs> learn, that's learn the stock trader, learn the stock trade early. That's good. Uh, but no, I, I think it would be that man for real, because I always told myself like, fuck, I, if I know, if I knew what I knew now back then, and I feel like that's, that's what everyone would say, you know, yeah. like, if we had the, the, the street smarts and like just the, just the books, everything. If, if we had the same mentality we have now at, at 16, be killing it. And I, I feel like that's why now when I teach these kids, it's like, I'm teaching this shit now, Yeah. you know, and like telling them like how to start a brand, how to start a business and had like all these things. Like I'm teaching them now because once they get, you know, 2021 20, they're coasting, dude, they're good. That's good. Solid advice. What is your superpower? My superpower, um, mm, uh, I don't know. I want to say that's tough superpower um as a barber my superpower I feel like would be my the energy like the energy that I bring you know what I mean it's like I feel like I could switch up my clients uh, I could switch their energy up just by like I could sense it and I just kind of know how to switch things up for them to feel good and the moment they walk out of that barbershop they feel great you know like and I've I've, went, I've seen it so many times where, like, people come in all down and out and stressed. And after that, they're just like, yo, what's good? Where are we going tonight? Like, you know, It's just yeah. that feeling of, like, I think that that would be my superpower. Even without me even doing so much, it's just, I don't know, just that energy that, that I absorb around them is yeah. like what I give off. That is a so superpower, I,
1: bro. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's what I feel. I dig it. Less of, more of. If you could see something less of in the world and also more of in the world what would those be?
0: Less hate, more love solid, you know? solid Yeah, especially now <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. What would be your golden rule,
1: your life mantra? Um, hmm. Golden
0: rule Um, yeah, there's, there's like a few things that I kind of live by. Um, I want to say as a young, a young, you know, the younger Vince coming into LA was like grind hustle stack was like something that was like introduced to and like those three words like meant a lot to me to keep me going. Um, you know, pretty much just grinding out what you do and what you love and like hustling, you know what I mean? Like hustle as far as just working and and pushing, keep pushing forward, no matter what comes your way, obstacles, anything that comes your way, negativity, like you just got to keep pushing through and keep hustling through it. And then just stacking that money, man, like, you know, being smart with it and, and not, not being stupid with it, you know, and learning that at a young age is I, I, again. it was tough because being in LA that's, you know, it, it, there's a lot of hustling around and a lot of spending because there's so much stuff around you. Um, but that's definitely something that, that helped me just keep pushing forward even till this day. Um, but generally speaking, like a, a life mantra, that's something that I would always I'd tell myself and remind myself. It just, Um, just to love yourself, you know what I mean? Love yourself, keep a positive mind and uh, be humble. You know, I think humbleness takes you, takes you a long way for sure. Um, And just being positive, man, no matter what comes your way is, it's a hard, it's a hard uh, skill, but once you master it, I feel like, you know, you could surpass anything in life, you know, and loving yourself. It's like you come and I've learned this, it took a lot for me to learn it like straight through, but like really love yourself before anything else, anyone else, you know, it's always you, you first, you first. And, uh, growing up, I was always the type of person to be able to do things for others and never for myself. So it's like, it's an ongoing thing that I'm learning, you know, as I'm getting older. Um, but it's something that I just try to keep reminding myself is like really love yourself and do things for yourself first.
1: That's really good, man. Um, Bro, Vince, like just chopping it up with you on this level. Um, I gotta say, man, I just gotta give you a bunch of props, dude. Um, you know, from making it out here, ten years in LA, it's it's not easy, you know, and um, and it's very easy to uh, want to fold when um, when things are not looking the right way or not working out mm-hmm. in the way that you thought, and and to go back, but. Um, you stuck it through, and and not only did you stick it through, bro. Like, you are paving the way, man. You're straight up a role model to um, a lot of these young, younger up and coming barbers. But I feel like, you know, in talking with you, bro. Um, and again, this is also why I love uh, chopping it up with people that um, aren't dancers. They're not in this industry. But um, you know, you you living your life in the way that you have. You know, even like your mentality of the grind hustle stack to the love yourself, be positive and stay humble. Like it almost seems like opposite, uh, extremes, but in essence, like you're learning to marry those things together because your hustle mentality, your, you know, understanding of, um, finances and things like that. And, and your, your work ethic, um, when you marry those things to, loving yourself and staying positive and and remaining humble through it all like you just know that um there's you there's time for both like you got to have both you know what I mean you can't mm-hmm. um you can't be just 100% go mode all the time because yeah at some point you're going to gas out you know what I mean and, and you're you're going to um you're not going to have any more fuel to keep going because you're, you're running yourself dry so you got to do that self-care and and um, dude, just seeing just everything that you've been able to accomplish. Um, it's inspiring, man, straight up, dude, like, uh, like to say that I'm proud of you is like an understatement, dude. Cause I just remember the, the, the beginnings, you know, literally the <laughs> beginnings of, of your journey out here and then seeing you accomplish what you've been able to do. Um, that's not, that's no small feat, man. And, um, but bigger than just the accomplishments, um, just understanding your mentality you know and and hearing you unpack uh the the reasons why you've done the things that you've done and um are continuing to push for um you know pushing your own boundaries now to challenge yourself outside of even what you know um but to 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 give back and to teach and to bring other people up and to pull other people up with you um i think that's so dope man and so no i appreciate it man just want to give you that love, bro. Um, Thank you, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, what? Uh, anything going on now? I mean, uh, like, how can people kind of follow your journey? You know, where where can people find your stuff?
0: Um, I mean, I'm not too big on the social media anymore. I mean, I'll I'll post what I post. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could follow me at Vince the Barber. Um, Facebook. I'm not too. Too active on that, but yeah, mainly mainly on my Instagram. Like you'll see me post things here and there. I, I like showing more like balance of my life and like re- really goes on. Um, you know what I mean? Like inside and outside of the of the barbershop, and you know me with the family and stuff like that. And so yeah, that's like my main thing. I, I just like before I used to just all like, barbering, 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 but now it's like you know I really show the balance of life. You know what I mean? And like sure. what's what's important to me. Um, but yeah. Like y'all could follow me on there, hit me up on a DM. If want to ask me any questions on anything. So, um, yeah,
1: man. For sure. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. Once everything settles down, dude, I, I want to definitely come by the shop and, and, and just at least just, sure. just kick it, man. I miss, I miss that. But, um, yeah, dude, stay healthy, bro. And, and, uh, me too, man. you know, I, I'm, I'm praying for all of us, man. We're all shifting. Um, you know, with everything that's changing. So, um, but I, I know we'll be okay. You know, we just gotta, yeah, just we'll gotta, get to do this
0: together for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but folks,
1: thanks for listening. Um, if you guys are digging this episode, uh, we got a ton more uh, ahead of it. So, um, yeah, if you guys are digging it, all we ask that you do is, uh, take a screenshot of your phone, uh, tag us. We're on Instagram can just podcast cast with a K we're on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. And, uh, if, if you're digging it, like hop into, um, the, your podcast platforms, leave us a five-star rating, leave us a review. Um, all that stuff helps us get visibility on the charts. And, um, thank you guys for listening. We, we know it's tough. Uh, we're all pushing through it and, um, you know, we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. So thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next time peace